0: Namaskar. Welcome to another episode of the Shabby and Man podcast. So, in other words, I hope that this new year is treating you well and all good things come your way.
1: This is where I was supposed to do the official introduction, I think. Welcome to the Shabby and Man podcast. We are partners, parents podcasters, broadcasters and everything else in between. Good to see you smiling today
0: uh, after last week's podcast.
1: Yeah, I am smiling but then I do have a blocked nose today and a bad cold.
0: Tears of a clown.
1: Uh, Yeah, probably that too. Um, What are we talking about today?
0: Well, I'm going to call this episode Who's Sorry Now? Because I read that um, in London, in a couple of months time there's going to be a sari exhibition and i thought we'd never talk about ethnic clothes indian things let's do an episode on saris
1: because this isn't a fashion podcast that's why we don't talk no. about those things
0: i once used to write on fashion things and we've let's face it we went to enough fashion shows do you yeah,
1: remember that's true Where
0: we really used to go you actually didn't you actually do the first ever Lakme fashion week i did you uh hosted that didn't you so, so fashion we should know a bit about fashion really if you think about it so um let me just tell you about this it's called offbeat Sari, and it's going to be held in the design museum in london and they've got a whole collection of um saris Um they've got um the fav- I, I just know the famous ones which are like i think they've got um that Sabiyasachi designed uh, sari which uh, Natasha Punawala wore to the Met Ball. Mm.
1: Yeah, that was, was a couple of years
0: ago, right? It was all over the yeah. papers. I think it was a few years ago. And they go back quite a long way. They've got, um, I think this is 2010, I remember this, that uh, Taranthalani's, um, he had that foil sari that he made for um, uh, Lady Gaga. Mm. Do you remember that? Mm. And they've got uh, Abu Jani and Sandeep Khosla's um, ruffle sari which Deepika wore to Cannes. Mm so uh a lot of famous famous saris there uh which you can see in the design museum yeah so um you know uh, do you what kind of, i think you wear heavy i'm guessing here yeah, you're going to correct me bernard c saris that is your fave sari, if i'm not mistaken uh yeah because i, 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 oh. because I remember you have that photograph uh, or you always tell the story of your nani sari? Is it your nani's sari? My nani's mother. Your nani's mother sari, which you wear. Yeah. Which is over 100 years old.
1: Yeah. My mother's nani's sari, which is part of her which was a part of her bridal trousseau. It's over 100 years old. It's a Banarasi silk. It's got work in real gold which has now become uh... Very matty, and it's the it's the shade of gold that I really love. It's not that bright jhakas yellow, but it's almost like copper, which is absolutely beautiful. And this harks back to the time when saris were worn differently. They were a different length. There was a double pallu. It's got a double pallu design. But and saris
0: always worn differently. I think uh, the Gujarati sari is different from the Bengali, Bengali sari. Is different.
1: Yeah, there are many, many, many ways of draping a sari.
0: What first tell for your initiated this uh, What is, sari is basically how many meters? How many, le- what's the
1: length? It varies. It can be anything from three and a half yards to nine yards. Essentially five meters. Five, five and a half meters. The whole nine yards? The whole nine yards. Uh, five, five and a half meters is the average length of a sari. And I think the reason why it's so popular is because it is an extremely forgiving garment. One size fits all. There are a million ways of draping it. Depending on how Upon how confident you are of your body shape, yeah, Sometimes it. women who are not conventionally thin or model-like, wave-like, even they can look extremely elegant and beautiful and sensual in a saree. I sare.
0: forgot to mention that this saree exhibition, yeah, this offbeat saree exhibition is all about it's promoting female empowerment
1: yeah and i'm glad you said offbeat because the three saris that you named may be very famous but let's face it that's not how most people wear saris nowadays
0: what a cotton sari
1: no you're talking about two different things i'm talking about the style you're talking about the fabric so fabric wise of course it can be cotton it can be silk it can be uh, georgette chiffon there are so many different materials and no, each I meant of in, them i meant in practicality terms uh, or in terms of which part of india you're in if you're in the north where it gets very hot and it gets very cold naturally a cotton sari is what most people wear in the summer months right or that's what people in the villages wear those who don't have uh, because the silk sari is much that much more expensive
0: but i i remember very clearly going to many many sari shops with you and of course another one of your favorites
1: is the the one from south india the kanji varam and yeah kanji varam silk as anybody knows is made from mulberry silk so it's a very very typical kind of you know uh, silk which is absolutely shimmering and resplendent. And a Kanji silk actually sells for ridiculous amounts of money if you get one of those which has woven work all over, you know, yeah, not just the palla but the main body. It's actually
0: from a specific place, I think, Kanchipuram. It is
1: from Kanchipuram, but it is also a specific kind of silkworm. Uh, so it has a different sheen and a shine to a Banarasi silk or a Bengali silk. And the thing about a sari is, you know, especially India being the diverse country that it is, you can have a silk sari, which is a Banarasi, or a Kanchipuram, or a Gadwal, or a Paithani, or a Mysore, or a Baluchori, or a Maheshwari, or a Chanderi. But all of these things, you. Uh, you know? You bring this down in your hand, or you just uh, know your size? No, you just know it. Because these are all different variations. Anyone who is a connoisseur would immediately know. And you know, the strange thing is that even if you think of something that from the poorest to the rich people wear, which is cotton, which is the most... Common and most comfortable fabric in a tropical country like India. You can have a cotton sari which costs thousands of rupees because of the way it is interwoven with certain silken threads or because of the expertise that has gone into the making of that sari. So, it is an extremely versatile garment, but it is also a fashion statement, also a your workmanship, workmanship and a
0: statement of your class. It is
1: <laughs> <of your class. laughs> It is also an extremely easy way of the affluent class to flaunt their riches and again like you have to have a keen eye you have to know enough about saris to know that even if somebody is wearing a cotton sari, it could be one of those which actually is a very expensive sari because of the expertise because of the way it has been put together and wo- woven you know so it is an extremely beautiful piece of cloth if you think about it so the more intricate
0: the artwork the the heavier
1: it is the more expensive it is is that the general the general rule is that you know silk is more expensive than cotton and exactly as you're saying if it is something that is hand woven anything that's done in a machine in a factory and mass produced is going to be cheap anything that's done specifically by hand because no two saris are going to be the same do you
0: think the designers do all
1: this by hand the designers do most of the stuff by hand they do a lot of stuff by hand because that is where That is why they're charging you the money because they're saying that it's actually a person sitting down and you know, taking weeks, taking weeks of either operating the loom or making sure that the threads fall a certain way. It's an absolute skill and a complete art form and uh, i'm very keen to see this uh, sari exhibition because i want to see whether they've touched upon the variety the mind boggling variety that a country like india offers to any sari wear
0: and i, think, I don't think sari is just uh, uh, an indian garment i think it transcends yeah, as in the, all the subcontinent absolutely the
1: the uh, You know, the Asian subcontinent, you know, Bangladesh, Pakistan, uh, uh, Nepal, Nepal, I'm sure. So, and variations of the sari as well. They're probably worn a certain way in certain countries. But um, it is an absolutely beautiful piece of garment. And many people wear it. Some people, like I've not had many occasions to wear it in the uk because i still feel very conscious especially if you're taking the tube or if you're going to a place where you know there aren't going to be too many asians i'm still very conscious about wearing something and standing out saying that there are some ah, people i don't totally
0: disagree i think you should own
1: it no that's true but you i find wear it a little, big fat bindi it's a bit unpractical i feel be a, you know arty fatty. yeah but then you have to have worn it for long enough to get comfortable in it, and not really. I am comfortable in it. I have to say, much more than my sister, or much more than some of my friends who, you know, feel that it's very restricting, or you know, they feel that oh, they have to sit a certain way, they have to walk a certain way, so it doesn't kind of unravel. In news reading days, you had to wear a sari. I had to wear a sari, and I love wearing it. To be honest, I absolutely love wearing it because there's now even so your
0: TV. That TV show you did, you were wearing yeah. a sari every
1: day. Yeah, you? yeah. So mostly saris. So it is something which is, I think, very flattering to the female form. And it can be worn, it can be dressed up, dressed down, worn in so many different ways. There is a lady called Dolly Jen. She's a bit of a social media... um, She's an influencer, but a social media sensation. One of those Instagrammers. Instagrammers, but she, I think, became uh, known... Became very famous because she is a professional sari draper oh. and she has draped the saris for some of these biggest, most famous, whether it's Bollywood stars or industrialist wives or you name it. You know, on important occasions, she's the one who would drape the sari for them, and she has some hundred and over a hundred ways of different ways of draping a sari. As it is, as it happens, I follow her on Instagram. Because it's Instagram so full of people. Yeah, every day dresses. she wears a sari and she tells you how she has draped it, how what she has paired it with, what she thinks would go with it in terms of jewelry and everything else. So, yeah, I mean, she's made it into her profession. She says that I love wearing the sari and I think there's no other garment which is as versatile as the sari.
0: Now, if I remember correctly, I'm going back to those early days when I used to write a bit here and there mm. that. And I'm sure someone's going to correct me. If you want to correct me,
1: it's
0: uh, Man at whatever at Twitter or Instagram,
1: Instagram, Facebook. But
0: I think sari is um, a Sanskrit word, which means a strip of cloth. Uh,
1: it's,
0: it's from the Sanskrit strip of cloth. Yeah, I'm it not could, sure it it could well be or sari or something like that. It's very
1: similar. Uh, and you know, even there is the sari, and there, there are different. It, it, It belongs to different regions, or it represents the work that you see on a sari, represents different regions. Like, you know, you can have the bandhini or the leheria, which is now coming back in fashion. Those who know their saris, they know that the leheria is something that you wear in Gujarat and in the northern part of India. It's a certain way the pattern. Bandhini, you know, right? It's time-die. It's time-die. But like, can be anything; it doesn't have to be a saree. No, it? it can be anything: dupatta, oh, yeah. suit, oh, yeah, anything. Yeah. Similarly, the print that you see—you know—most of the things, the work that you see could be on any piece of cloth. But uh, al saree is something a lot of people wear, and I think Bollywood has a very strong influence on what the majority of the people who want to uh, up their fashion game yeah, or look or like. The, or look like the look f- like the f- stars. Saree, yeah. Bollywood dictates I said, in um, Indian fashion. There's that uh,
0: Abujani um, and uh, Sandeep Khosla's um, ruffle sari which Deepika wore.
1: She wore it to Cannes and I think full credit more than the sari it was the choker okay. that she wore OMG that was like virtually it covered the top half of her bust and it was very fashionably done. But then the walls are purely for the See, red carpet. Now
0: in our day when we were very fashion conscious I suppose it was the Tarun Talani's the Rohit Pa's, the J.J. J, J. so all the people in Delhi who were near us so all the fashion yeah. designers were there yeah. but obviously there's been a big tilt and a change in the recent uh, it's all Sabi uh, it's now. all Sabi isn't it especially yeah. if you're getting married or you want a designer yeah. is it lehengas mostly or saris? They do saris he does saris as well I think he does
1: I think he's known mostly for uh, saris but then he does bridal wear so bridal couture is a lot of lehengas as well, well. But he's known for his saree. Most of the shops that sell sabisachi knockoffs are all sarees. Um and yeah, back in the day, of course, uh, you know Satyapal I think had a very big influence in making those very yeah, arty he saris. He wasn't Delhi based. He was he was, Delhi he was very arty, very he arty, He ties as well. Yeah. So when you saw people wear what looked like a Picasso painting on a sari, or what looked like I think he was a decade before we we were in Delhi. Yeah, his, but I know that Satyapal sari eighties uh, was extremely expensive uh, and 90s. very coveted. So. um... India's had its share of designers who've left a mark on either the way they have made women wear the sari or in the prints that they were known for in Sachi's case it is a bit of both and Sachi has been championing the fuller bodied bigger woman for a long time you know he's always said that sari is one of the sari is one of those things that can that has nothing to do with body size if you have the confidence you have the oomph you can carry it on I also
0: like the way that Sabi if you look at his catalogs you know, he has a lot of darker models he know.
1: does he does he goes out of his way to in fact showcase the entire Indian colour palette and I think that is another thing unique to India just as there are so many different regions so many different styles so many different weaves that are often showcased in our saris, India is possibly one of the only countries Or, or, you know, one of the bigger countries in the Asian subcontinent where you have the entire color palette from the peaches and cream, light skinned women who could pass off as Europeans to the really darker toned, uh, you know, people, especially in the coastal areas where, you know, you get tanned anyway. So it's the entire shade guard from zero to infinity. And how amazing it must be for designers to have that opportunity to cater to that palette. You know, you're not just making uh, colors. I know, I know traditionally there's a lot that people say, oh, darker women shouldn't wear this, or this looks better on someone who is darker or light shaded, or whatever. But I think it, it's just, you know, it, it, it's wonderful to see all colors, all shades being celebrated. And again, because this Asari has nothing to do with size, it's a free flowing rectangular piece of cloth. It is all about the drape. It is all about your charisma and confidence and how well you carry it. So to wear...
0: I mean, we have a few friends who seem to champion handwoven woven yes. saris. Yes. Yeah. So does that mean that for that you have to be richer? Than I think more so. Person?
1: Only because it's, it comes down... The philosophy is exactly the same even here. If you got a bespoke suit from Savile Row, it would cost you a lot more than if you went into... Moss bros, no, is it moss bros? Yeah, but I disagree with one. you
0: totally there because Why is that? in the West, yeah, that culture of the peg has been around for a long time. No,
1: I know, but but in
0: India, you go to a local Darzi, it's not more expensive, it's probably the other way around. It's probably no. more expensive to go to
1: some high chain store and buy it. No, that's, true. It that's true, but I think even in India, the the the, shifting the trend effect. is now reversing. You know, anything that is handmade, hand stitched, anything that needs expertise which cannot be replicated. You cannot have, you know, if somebody stitched a suit for you and only for you, it's going to be the perfect fit only for you, for nobody else. And I think in case of a sari, like I said, it's not about the fit of the sari, but it is about hand embroidery, hand stitching, weaving it in such a way that no two saris, despite the same color palette, despite the same threads being used, are ever going to fall the same way because the loom is always going to add its own little, you know quirky
0: difference
1: to it ke liye you pay for that and I think the world is now waking up to the fact that while the industrial revolution was absolutely phenomenal in the way things changed and things were mass produced the art and the beauty and the craft actually lies in doing things manually that can't be replicated by machines and it's more true of the sari than anything else I think or as true of the sari as any other craft, which really flourishes and comes into its own when it's handmade,
0: when it's bespoke. Bespoke. Okay, so we've uh, talked about saris. Yes. You want to talk about petticoats? No, trousers? I don't.
1: No. Dolly Jane, by the way, that inf- uh, Instagram influencer talks about, she's released some her own. Design of a petticoat, it's called the D-coat, and she talks about that as well: about how important it is for the underskirt to be a certain way, for it to fall a certain way. But no, let's not go there. Talking about blouses, here we were thinking we're being very adventurous when you have a very exciting backless blouse or a you know very sexy neckline or whatever. Now you have people wearing saris with shirts and tank tops and boob tubes and god knows what else. So even the sari has come a long, long way. You know, it's no longer what you associate with your grandmother and your mother, or a very, very simple everyday wearing type garment. It's now gone place as well, to the Met Ball, for starters. It
0: went to the Met Ball, I think. Uh,
1: did I tell you it was... Uh, Nat- Natasha Poonawala. Natasha that's it. Yes.
0: It was the first high-profile sari.
1: My God, when you first said let's talk about the sari, I thought we would be done in about 8 minutes. I can't believe it's going to be nearly 20 minutes. But that's how passionate I am about a sari, which I don't wear very often. I've got suitcases full of saris, A wardrobe a... full of saris. Why don't you
0: do what all those other people do? You should...
1: Wear one a day on Instagram kind no, of thing. Oh, f- That's too much time. hard work. Let me give you a fun story. When I came to this country, there's a piece of advice that your mom gave me, my mother in law. Your mom got married and came here in the 60s. And, um, She always said, naturally, she is from a certain generation, our parents' generation. And she must have come here with a lot of saris. And then she must have adapted to the English way of life and started wearing trousers and dresses and all the rest of it, uh, wearing the sari here and there. And so mum said that, you know, since you're coming from India, here's a word of advice, like, only bring your favorite sarees. Don't bring too many because you won't have so many occasions to wear it here. And she knew, was absolutely right. And you also thought, no way. I to no, I, she was absolutely right. And I said, yeah, yeah don't worry. I'll only bring, bring a few. Over these last 20 years that I've lived in this country, those few have turned into at least 100, I think, maybe more. Because every time I'd go back home, I'd be given sarees, and, you know, like, you know, okay, while I'm buying all the other stuff as well, whether it's my sister, whether it's my mom, whether it's for birthday or puja or oh, because if you the next time you're on stage, the next time you're hosting something. And I am sad about the fact that I don't have a daughter. Uh, I have no idea what my daughter-in-laws are going to be like, whether they will at all want to wear a sari, that to their mother-in-law's sari. I have no idea what I'm going to do with things that have meant so much to me, especially that one sari which I guard with my life as we started with that, which is over 100 years old. Oh, I thought you were going to say one of the ones I got you. No, I, you've got me many saris, so there are too many of those. But the one that is over 100 years old and still absolutely flawless, untarnished, quality speaks for itself. And it only comes out at special occasions. Comes out at special occasions. And let me tell you, those who know about sarees, for instance, a bit of a humble brag here, when I was hosting the show with Shabana Azmi and Javed Akhtar Sahab, the first thing Shabana Ji said to me when she, when we all got dressed for the stage and met backstage, she said, oh my God, that looks like an amazing sari. Where did you get this from? Are you sure not- it's not just PC? No. I said, it's not mine. It's my mother's nani's sari, and it's over 100 years old. Even then it was 100 years old. I'm sure it must be well over 100 years old now. Well, that's it. I think it's time to wrap well why don't you tell everyone well did that wrap sari? I did I did yes so I to think of something witty
0: but words fail me yep. do you want to um,
1: tell people where to buy their sarees from uh,
0: maybe you tell them wh- where to subscribe and like maybe
1: yeah once you worn your sari and you want to flaunt it you can always send us a picture of course or you can send us a message well we are on social media on Instagram Facebook and Twitter Shabby and Man Podcast is the official handle and uh, until uh, until next time, until are next you time. going to post another uh, clip from our 26th Jan episode for the 100th time as no, a rerun?
0: but um, talking about
1: be- being on the ball. Yeah. 26th January. Yeah. Sari, jahan se acha. Yeah, well, that's what it is. Exactly. Hindustan hamara. Until next time then, should we say Jai Hind?
0: Let's say Jai Hind.
1: Bye-bye. Bye-bye now.